1: But he was. He
0: was found worthy. Hallelujah. Worthy. Thank you, Lord. Thank you,
1: Lord. Thank Thank you, Lord. Lord. You may be seated. Children, you're dismissed. Thank you, Judah. Mm -hmm. That was beautiful. I needed that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
0: Glory
1: to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank Thank you, Lord. Well, I. I know I told y'all, I mean, y'all understand and know why I'm wearing this hat. It's not to keep my head warm, but what I forgot to tell you is my legs are the envy of every woman. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: and you can't get a closer shave, <laughs> I'm telling you right now. Well, we can't laugh at some things. You know, laughter doth good like a medicine, so. We can get healed on laughter alone. Amen. amen. Well, uh, if you got your Bibles with you, you can turn to Genesis, the 37th chapter. We'll be there in a minute or two. And then turn to the book of Jeremiah. We're going to look at a couple of verses of Scripture in chapter 8 and chapter 46. But let me lay a foundation for this. You know, for centuries, one of the strongest desires for humanity was to be free from physical sickness and disease and infirmities, disabilities of every kind, and I'm not just talking about physical ailments either, I'm talking also about the emotional pain that it causes and the effects that it has on the soul, which consists of the mind, the will, and the emotions, and I'm also talking about the broken hearts that these things cause as well. And this must have been one of God's greatest concerns, too, because that is one of the things that he anointed Jesus his son to do when he came to the earth. He anointed him to heal the brokenhearted. And in Luke four eighteen, it says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. This is Jesus. He had just come out of the wilderness, uh, had his uh, testing and tempting in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. He comes out. He goes, first of all, to church and he opens up a scroll and he begins to read in the book of the prophet Isaiah and he said the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor he hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind and to set at liberty them that are bruised in other words he was sent to uh treat all the ailments known to man and he was in anointed and empowered by God to do that in the book of Acts chapter 10 verse 38 it says Jesus was anointed by God with the Holy Ghost and power who went about healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him
0: Amen.
1: so uh, sickness and disease and uh, uh, infirmities of every kind is an oppression of the devil. I'm not saying that every person that's sick has to have a devil cast it out. I'm just saying that sickness and disease is an oppression of the devil. It's certainly not a blessing. No. Amen?
0: Amen?
1: And so, you know, two of the major things Jesus came to do was to save the lost and yes. heal the sick.
0: Yes.
1: Psalms 103 uh, tells us that. Uh, it says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless the Lord, uh, he, he repeats it twice, and then he says, bless the Lord and all that is within me, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. Yes. That was Jesus' purpose, yes. to save the lost and heal the sick, yes. Yes. and he did it, man, he did it well, yes. he's still doing it today.
0: Yes.
1: But according to what we just read, he was anointed to preach the gospel or the good news to the poor, the desolate, and the needy. And he was anointed to bring deliverance to the captives of sin, sickness, and spiritual death, which is all a part of the uh, curse of the law that you'll find in Deuteronomy 28. If you look it up, it lists all the curse of the law and it boils down to those three things, sickness, disease, and it boils down to uh, poverty and spiritual death. God set us free from the curse. Galatians 3.13 says that uh, Jesus hung on the cross and became a curse for us and the reason he did is to eliminate Deuteronomy chapter 28's curse of sickness, disease, and spiritual death so uh, he was anointed to declare the acceptable year of the Lord which was the year of jubilee that came around every 50 years and, and uh, the priest would proclaim on the Day of Atonement over Israel and set everybody free. If you was in debt, your debts were set. You were set free from your debts. If you lost property, it was returned to you. If you had become a slave, your freedom was given back to you. And that's when Jesus came in the year of Jubilee to preach deliverance and to preach uh, liberty to the captives. Yes. Second, he was anointed to heal the broken in heart, mind, soul, and body. He was anointed to heal the blind. He was anointed to heal the bruised. He was anointed to heal the crushed and those that were shattered in life. And he was anointed to heal the oppressed and the broken. He was anointed to do this. The Spirit of the Lord was upon him to do this.
0: Amen.
1: And when we fully embrace the atoning power of Christ the sick, sinful, helpless, and needy are set free and restored to health and wholeness. Yes, they
0: are. Amen.
1: They're restored to power over the enemy and they're restored to prosperity and full dominion over the devil. But that's not all. As an added bonus we become a member of the body of Christ and a a member in the family of God. Yes. Yes. we change resonance yes. we go from the kingdom of this world to the kingdom of God yes.
0: Yes.
1: And we're not citizens of this world Spiritually speaking you might be a citizen of the United States, but we're citizens of heaven. Yeah, this is a place of sojourning We're yes. just passing through this place. Yes, and you know James says what is life? It is but a vapor it appeareth for a short time, then vanishes away. What's yes. a vapor? It's just a
0: and it's gone. Yes.
1: And you know, uh, I'm 73 years old. I plan on sticking around a while longer. And, and But compared to eternity, it's yes. that's all it is. Yes. Amen. So that little short time that we're here, we should spend preparing yes. and, and making ourselves ready for this eternity that God has given us
0: amen, amen. amen. Yes.
1: nothing here is 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 uh worthy of losing
0: no. amen. eternity with god Hallelujah. we're eternal
1: beings he created us for all eternity that's right and the thing that we have to decide is where we're going to spend it
0: yes. amen amen
1: so i don't think there's anyone in this room matter of fact i'm sure there's not or in social media within the sound of my voice who hears this today, tomorrow, the next day through the social media platforms that we're broadcasting on. I don't think there's anyone within the sound of my voice that hasn't experienced a broken heart or doesn't have uh, emotional scars from wounds suffered over the loss of a loved one. You know, you get to be this age. It's a blessing to grow old. But you see a lot of that, yes, amen. Sure. Yes. And I've seen it, you know, not just being a pastor. I've seen it in my family. Yes. Uh, I've seen them die young. I've seen them die old. I've yes. seen them die in accidents. I've seen them die of stinking devilish diseases. Yes. I've seen it all. And then as a pastor, we've seen every kind of death. Yes. And uh, none of them is good. No. But we've all experienced the loss of a loved one and and the pain that it causes and uh, Especially if they suffered with a stinking disease for a long time before they finally died or went to heaven And jesus is concerned about you and he's concerned about me and he's anointed to heal These things and he's anointed to heal these issues. He's especially he was especially sent to heal the brokenhearted Physical healing is wonderful. There's nothing like it, especially if you have a terminal disease and they don't give you much hope. Uh, For God to heal you, it's a a miracle. It's it's a wonderful feeling. It's a a warm and fuzzy feeling. And I've experienced it more than once. I've experienced God's healing power. uh, When the doctors could do nothing about what I had, God healed me and I experienced that. And it's wonderful. But to have a broken heart healed, and not belittling physical suffering and pain, but to have a broken heart healed, uh, doesn't compare to physical healing. You know, Jesus healed lepers in his ministry, and we have records of it in the, in the Gospels. And the thing we remember most about the difference of, different accounts is the amount of physical suffering they experienced. And rightly so, because it was a horrible disease that had no cure or natural cure or remedy. I shouldn't say it didn't have a cure because Jesus healed them. Amen. Amen. But in reality, I don't think it compares to the amount of suffering they experienced in the soulish realm, in their mind, their will, and their emotions. I mean, the torture of the minds, the broken hearts, and the fact that everything that happened to them was a direct contradiction of what they willed and especially the pain they suffered emotionally they didn't want to live in uh, we would call them isolation camps or they didn't want to live in lockdown yes. they didn't want to be uh ostracized and isolated from their family yes. and their friends and their loved ones and their jobs and their way of life so you know in the addition to the physical pain and suffering they experienced, they're isolated from family and friends never to experience the the hug of a loved one or an affectionate kiss. That's right. Never to experience a family gathering or a meal and never to experience uh, the party of a grandchild or, or even a child depending on their age or, or a summer barbecue, they couldn't even go to church. And that in itself, emotionally speaking, was a greater suffering and yes. a greater pain than the physical aspect of the disease. Yes. And my point is this, this type of suffering Is still going on today in the lives of so many people, too many people and it it may be a different disease or sickness it might have a different name but the broken hearts, the physical pain, the emotional pain are still the same and it hurts immensely. Jesus was sent to heal that. There has been a cry for healing over the centuries and ever since Adam sinned in the garden and Poverty and spiritual death and sickness and disease was, was introduced into the earth ever since that day there's been a cry for healing And as we look around at today's world, especially in our country know, uh, we've learned this firsthand, I mean we see hospitals and immediate cares and clinics and doctors offices and even pharmacies being overwhelmed and people standing in line and yes. doctor's appointments three or four months out yes. Yes. between the time that my first symptoms appeared to the time that I got my first treatment was like three months and my disease was considered serious And yet it took us three months to get the appointments and the tests that we needed to get to the place where I could finally get some treatment, at least uh, medical treatment, you know, modern science, modern technology. The Lord began working on me immediately, but I'm just trying to emphasize how long it takes to get to see a doctor anymore.
0: Uh, there's a
1: lot of doctors not even taking new patients. They can't handle them. Uh, Pastor Ed was reading an article yesterday about insurance companies and the doctors and some of the establishments that are taking over uh, medical care for people like us. And uh, they have these standards to meet and these uh, different uh, protocols where they used to spend seven minutes in the the visiting room with the patient. Now they want to cut it down to five. Move them in and move them out just yes. like cattle yes. Yes. and that's the type of health care that we're headed for in this country in the world, if they have their way. Yes. And it's people from every walk of life, every yes. creed, every color, every yes. nationality or national origin and they're all experiencing some type of satanic sickness, disease, pain, brokenness uh, or something and they're all seeking relief in the form of healing. Or deliverance or a remedy from what they're suffering so many people and I want to encourage you this morning and give you a a ray of hope by telling you that there is a medicine there is a cure and there is a remedy yes there's a solution for every kind of sickness disease emotional hurt broken heart that you can possibly think of and his name is Jesus Christ but the thing I want to talk about this morning Is The Bible tells us that there was a a healing balm in the Old Covenant, in the Old Testament that worked for just about every ailment known to man at that time. And there was, it was not just the ointment or the healing balm itself, there were spiritual things and spiritual significance attached to it as well. In other words, God was in the solution. God was in the healing process with that balm. It was called the healing bomb of Gilead. And I'm gonna tell you the truth because of lack of understanding. And for the same reason, a lot of people stay away from the book of Revelation. I shied away from that subject. I never preached on that. If I did, I stand corrected, but I don't remember ever having preached on the bomb of Gilead, the healing bomb of Gilead. And the reason was because of a lack of understanding. Pastor Ed did. I did <laughs> but in Genesis chapter 37 verses 25 and 26 uh, we have our first mention of any kind of bomb. Yes. and it says as they sat down to eat their meal they looked up and saw a caravan of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead mm-hmm. their camels were loaded with spices, balm, and myrrh and they were on their way to take them down to Egypt So this spices, uh, balm, and myrrh was coming out of Gilead. And this portion of scripture records the story of Joseph who was sold into slavery by his jealous brothers. And these Ishmaelites purchased young Joseph and then delivered him to Egypt. And although it might seem as though the mention of spices and balm and myrrh are unnecessary details in this story, Excuse me, they were recorded by the Holy Ghost on purpose. And if for no other reason, to let us know that spices, balm, and myrrh exists for a reason, and first came out of Gilead. And a balm is a fragrant ointment or preparation used to heal or soothe the skin. Yes. Uh, I put on shave balm after I shaved.
0: Yes.
1: Not anymore, not for a while, but It soothes the razor burn, it soothes the skin. That's what it's designed to do. So it's an ointment or it's a preparation to heal or soothe the skin. Mm -hmm. And a bomb is something that has comforting, soothing, healing, restorative powers. And it comes from a certain tree which yields a fragrant resin-like substance that was especially used in medicine. And myrrh is used for this Exactly the same thing, except in addition to medicine, it's also used in perfumes and incense. So it also adds a beautiful aroma. And one of its main uses was as an anointing oil or balm. And, and when it has a nice aroma to it, it makes it more attractive. You know, my my, my shave balm smells nice, and so I'm attracted to it. I like to smell nice. Yes. Uh, if it smelled like fish oil, I probably wouldn't use it. So it's necessary to disguise some kind of smell sometime, to enhance the attraction of it. And that's what they did with this bomb of Gilead. They added myrrh. And then there are two references to a bomb found in the book of Jeremiah that have real prophetic significance. And it's concerning the grief and sorrow that the prophet expressed over God's impending judgment of Judah. <coughs> of Judah and Israel and it was because of their disobedience and their rebellion how many knows disobedience and rebellion get you judged and get you in trouble with God Amen. in Jeremiah 8 verses 21 and 22 it says for the hurt Of the daughter of my people am I hurt because they're hurting I'm hurt I am black or in other words he wasn't referring to the color of his skin he was referring to the fact that he was in sackcloth and ashes he was in mourning dress astonishment has taken hold on me and then he asked this question (coughs) is there no bomb in Gilead is there no physician there why then is not the health of the daughter of my people recovered in other words there is a solution there is a cure there is a remedy but why isn't it working for my people and then in Jeremiah 46 11 (coughs) it says go into Gilead and take bonds O virgin, the daughter of Egypt. Now he's talking to an unsaved nation, a nation that refuses to recognize God. And they're in God's uh, sights as well. And then he says, In vain shalt thou use many medicines, for thou shalt not be cured. In other words, take healing balm, O virgin daughter of Egypt. But the many medicines you use will be in vain because for you, there is no healing or remedy. And the reason there isn't is because of your sin and because God had already passed judgment upon them. And trust me, for you, there is no healing or remedy are words that no one ever wants to hear. And they're words that no one should ever have to hear in proverbs 29 1 it says in the king james he that being often reproved hardeneth his neck shall suddenly be destroyed and that without remedy another thing you don't ever want to hear that there's no remedy for what you've got and the same passage of scripture in the easy reader version says some people refuse to bend when someone Uh, corrects them and eventually they will break and there will be no one to repair the damage. Unrepairable, no remedy and this is what happened to Israel and Egypt. Pharaoh and Israel and King Ahab are some glaring examples of what I'm talking about here. People that have been reproved or corrected and because they would not accept the correction And because they would not repent, there was no remedy for them, and they were destroyed suddenly. And based on the three verses of scripture in Genesis and Jeremiah that speak about a bomb that was both valuable and rare, we learned that there was a bomb produced in Gilead that had curative or curative and healing powers. And the prophet Jeremiah, he's in despair as he prophesies this. Israel's coming captivity because God told him I judged Israel and they're going into captivity in Babylon for 70 years and so he cries out to God and he says, is there no bomb in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then is there no recovery for the health of the daughter of my people? Why is there no remedy? I know there's a healing bomb in Gilead. I know there's a physician in Gilead, then why are you telling me there's no cure, there's no healing for my people? So Jeremiah uses the example of a known medicine of that time and of that day to create a a picture. I know it sounds like physical healing but he's creating a picture of spiritual healing. That's what Israel needed more than anything else. And you know when Pastor and I pray for the sick and we get prayer requests for people that are in hospitals and on ventilators and all kinds of sicknesses and diseases, the first thing that comes to our mind is, are they saved? That's more important than their healing. Uh, Because I don't know what they're doing there, why they're doing there, what caused it. I don't know if God is going to heal them or not. I know God wants to, but as you well know, not everybody gets healed. And so the first thing we do is we pray for their salvation. If we don't know they're saved, we pray for their salvation, and then we pray for their sickness or disease. And, and the reason is, is because that's more important. This is just temporary. Their salvation is eternal. And you know, it's uh, the first thing that Jeremiah made clear is that spiritual healing for Israel and Judah was readily available from God. And it's no different today. Spiritual healing in the form of the new birth is available for everyone on the earth, but not everybody gets saved. Not everybody gets born again. Yet there's so many people that refuse it. And when they die, they'll go to a devil's hell for all of eternity because there is no other remedy. And just like today, the Lord was the remedy back then that could completely heal and restore. Nations whether they were saved or not whether they believe in God or not. He, he was a capable of it and he wanted to restore them He provided spiritual leaders or physicians of the soul To guide his people. Jeremiah was one of them. The prophets were one. The judges were These spiritual guides and today he provides a 5 pole ministry for the church, especially pastors and teachers they're the physicians of the soul for today. And the prophet spoke words over the land of Egypt as well. He said, Go up to Gilead and take balm. He's speaking to Egypt. O virgin, the daughter of Egypt, in vain you will use many medicines, but then he adds, You shall not be cured. Another phrase you don't want to ever hear. And Jeremiah observes that God's judgment also extends to nations like Egypt and peoples that don't know him. And it's the same today, these rogue nations and people that shake their fist at God and snarl their nose at the commandments of God and the word of God and God himself are gonna be judged. And God has provided the remedy, not just for the church, but for all the world. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He didn't give Jesus to the church. Jesus is the head of the church. He started the church. He gave Jesus to the world. To save the world that he loves so much. And he provided the remedy, not a remedy. And that was his son, Jesus Christ. I mean, he is the way, the truth, the life. And yet people harden their necks and refuse to accept the only true remedy that will save them and heal them from all of their needs. So what does this have to do with an old bomb in the Old Testament? What meaning does the Bible have for this bomb? More than we know. I'm just gonna scratch the surface today. I can't even begin to tell you the meaning of this bomb of Gilead, but Jeremiah tells us that the bomb of Gilead means spiritual health first, First, keep that in mind. That's the most important thing. Yes. You can gain the whole world and lose your soul and it doesn't mean anything. That's right. And even though God had delivered Israel from the slavery of Egypt with a mighty hand, and even though he split the Red Sea, And they walked through the midst of it even though he healed them and provided for them so that there was not one poor or feeble one amongst them they still looked for spiritual and fulfillment and wholeness in other places they They even worshiped other gods Mm -hmm. even when there was no way that they couldn't acknowledge Christ's presence in the wilderness there was no way that they could deny Christ wasn't there and, and there was no way that he, they could say that Christ wasn't with them or they couldn't see him or they weren't aware of him because he manifested himself in so many different ways in the wilderness. Yeah. Thank you. He was the voice in the burning bush. The Passover lamb, the unleavened bread, the rock that gave water, the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night that led them through the wilderness. He was the baptizer in the Red Sea. Yes. Uh, he was the manna from heaven, the source yes, of was. living water.
0: Yes.
1: Everywhere they turned, there he was. Yes. He was Christ in the tabernacle, or Christ the tabernacle. Yes. He was the altar of sacrifice, the labor of cleansing. He was the lampstand, the golden lampstand that was fueled by the oil uh, uh, the anointing oil, or the power of the Holy Ghost, he was the table of showbread. He was yes. the altar of incense. That's he was amazing. the mighty ark of the covenant, yes. and he was everything that was Thank in you. the covenant—the yes. offer of manna, yes. the broken, or the, yeah. body, the, the, uh, the yes. rod that, the rod that budded—and he Lord. was also uh, even in the broken commandments because he fixed them.
0: Yes, yes. yes. Hallelujah.
1: They couldn't say he wasn't there. Yes. Every year on the Day of Atonement. The high priest would dress in his priestly garb, and then he would go into the Holy of Holies. He was the only one that was allowed in the most holy place uh, where the the Ark of the Covenant was that represented the very presence of God. He was the only one that was allowed to go in there and only once a year to bring the blood of of an acceptable sacrifice so that he could atone for the sins of the people for that year. Yes. And he had to be right with God. Yes. If he wasn't right with god they had a rope tied to him he dropped dead in the presence of god and they'd have to drag him out because they couldn't go in there to get him that's how holy that place was yes and yet when the when jesus was resurrected the veil in the temple was split from the top to the bottom and access to the throne of god was made open for every one of us we not only can come to the throne of god but we come boldly to the throne of god in our time of need and receive help and grace Yes. Yes. But we need yes. It. yes. God welcomed us.
0: Yes, He did.
1: We don't need a priest anymore. We are the priest. Yes, yes. Lord. We don't need the sacrifice of a bull or a goat anymore because we go in with the precious blood of His Son Jesus yes. Christ. Yes. Hallelujah. And that gave us access to yes. God.
0: Yes, did. God wants us to have access yes. to Him.
1: Yes. He's not hiding from us. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 So we can see pictures of Christ, every section of every book. And yet they still looked in other places for spiritual healing and fulfillment. I hope you're listening to me this morning. Yes,
0: sir.
1: I got a few more minutes. I'm gonna take advantage of it. Because when I go through my cycle, uh, treatment cycle, I I have to miss a couple weeks of church. So I'm gonna make up for it today. (laughs) But don't dare frown on Israel or frown on those or snarl, snarl your nose because much of the modern day church is just like them in so many ways.
0: Come
1: on. For the Christian that is held captive in sin, God is right there willing and, de- and desiring to provide healing. Yes. All we have to do is turn from our, from our sin, repent, and seek His will, and He's right there
0: yes.
1: to To heal us and save us and deliver us. But like Israel, we refuse to do it because we make excuses for our sin. Not anybody in here. I'm talking about other churches and other people, other Christians. We're too busy worshiping the idols of this present day world. We're so busy with our lives and all the distractions that the enemy provides us with yes. that we don't even recognize God's goodness and all that he's done for us.
0: That's yes. right.
1: Well, and most people won't even take the time to go to church. It is not a priority in their life to go Come to church and on, it should it. be. This is like a refreshing well in the desert. Uh-huh. The, I mean the spirit and the life of God is in this place and you know, spiritual the, the Holy Ghost is, is described as water, as a mighty rushing river, and, and, and the Holy Ghost is here. And and this is this would be like an oasis in a desert. You gotta come yes, to the oasis and drink every now yes, and then. You, you gotta come to as my old pastor used to say, come to Zion's well and drink.
0: Yes,
1: Jesus said, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink.
0: Yes.
1: He didn't say, Let him come unto me and think. This is not a think tank. This is not a safe place for you to hide because you're living in sin and you need a little refuge. No. This is a place where the presence of God should dwell. Yes. This is a place, yes. this is a house of prayer. This yes. is a place where God can visit you. Yes. yes. But you gotta get here. <laughs>
0: yes,
1: amen. People are too busy with their families their jobs their children their entertainment the material things that by the way God provided for them through grace and they allow these temporal things to occupy most of their time so much of their time that they don't have time for God they don't pray they don't read the word they avoid church like it's some kind of disease and yet they still call themselves Christians Thank God there's nobody like that in this church. But let me tell you something. I mean, as long as I already stepped in it, I might have just spread it around a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they won't tell anybody about Jesus, and they don't live the Christian life, Uh-oh. and that's why they can't be a good witness to their friends, neighbors, or even their family members. Uh-oh. You know, this church should be full of people. Yeah. Amen. I mean, we've got a decent crowd tomorrow. I'm not complaining, trust me. But it should be full. We should have to get more chairs yes. out.
0: Yes. Yes. And
1: most of them should be your family members.
0: Yes. Amen. Yes.
1: But if you don't live the walk, you can't talk the talk. And that's what most of our family members see in a lot of Christians. Is uh, I don't see anything special in you. You don't, as a Matter of fact, I have more fun than you do. Because I can go get a beer, you can't. I can gamble, you can't. I can do this and that, you can't. And they think that's fun. But I'm telling you what, I didn't know what fun was till I became a Christian. Amen. But anyway, the church has one mission on earth. One mission. And it's the one thing that we do the least. And we're here to tell people about Jesus we're here to tell people that they don't have to die and go to hell We're here to tell people that they don't have to live in captivity to sin that they don't have to be sick spiritually emotionally or or physically uh, That we have a healer and his name is Jesus Christ and our mission is to tell them the good news the gospel It's good news. Yes And one of the last things Jesus said before he sent it to the right hand of the father He said go you into all the world And preach the gospel to every creature. And your world should start in your family. Yes.
0: Amen.
1: He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. Yes. So it's clear what our mission is. Our mission is simply tell people the good news. Tell people about Jesus. It's as simple as that. Yes. It's not our responsibility if they believe or not. It's our responsibility to make sure that we tell them about Jesus and the things that he has done for us.
0: Yes.
1: It's our responsibility to tell people that God is not mad at him. As a matter of fact, he sacrificed his own son because he loved us that much. Yes. Amen. This is our mission.
0: Yes.
1: There's nothing more important than your relationship with God and fulfilling the mission. Nothing. Not family. Not your job, not your home, not your car, boat, or sports team. Not all the treasures that you have.
0: That's right.
1: They mean nothing.
0: Amen.
1: They're temporal. Yes,
0: they are.
1: And I know there's a lot of people that may not have a relationship with Jesus. That's why Jeremiah, in his time, talked about the country of Egypt. I mean, why didn't Egypt know about Israel's God before Moses ever told them? never thought about that. It just came to me as I was meditating on this passage of scripture. Why didn't Egypt know about Israel's God? Even when Moses went to him, to Pharaoh, Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? I know not the Lord and I will not let Israel go. Why didn't he know the Lord? Why didn't he ever even hear about the Lord? Mm -hmm. Is it because God's children didn't tell them? Is it because they didn't fulfill the mission that God gave them? You know, many probably hadn't heard of Israel's God and few knew what made him different than the gods of wood and stone and everything else that they were accustomed to worshiping. There was no lack of false gods and false idols. They wanted to worship something and it was Israel's job to tell them Who the one the one true God was so that they can worship to the right God That's our job People everybody believes in something. There's millions of different religions in this world And the reason is is because there's an empty void in our hearts and our spirits It's a it's it's a hole that's there and it can only be filled with God. Yes and yeah, we try to fill it with Material things and our little treasures and junk every Sunday morning. I pass the flea market over here. God bless those people Uh But that they're they're, all their little goods and all their stuff that they're selling uh, and, And all the people that are buying it and don't even have a use for it And they turn around and they store it in their garages and their sheds and when that gets full They rent a storage shed and all they're trying to do is fill a void in their heart by material things and treasures on this earth when it's really going to take one thing that hole in their heart is
0: god's shape yes, yes.
1: and you can't put a round or a square peg in a yes, round hole
0: right.
1: it's got to be filled with god and until they fill it with god they're never going to be satisfied with the house they're living in the car they're driving yes. the, the watch on their wrist the ring on their finger right. they're never going to be satisfied with their their Twenty horsepower and lawnmower, they're gonna want a 30 horsepower. Never yes. satisfied. Why? No contentment. Why? Yes. No God. No peace of God yes. in here. Yes. No, That's
0: good. it. Good. Nothing
1: yes. more important than that relationship. Yes. Amen. But here it is, you know, God yearned then and he yearns now for all people to know him. Yes. yes. But how can they hear without a preacher?
0: That's
1: right, how are they going to know him unless we tell them about yes. him? that's our job that's our mission yes it is that was all free now let's get back to that bomb of Gilead.
0: <laughs>
1: Gilead was especially celebrated for the balsam tree, which was used to produce its most precious commodity, which was the bomb the healing bomb of Gilead. The bomb could either be applied to cuts burns or wounds or it could be used in the embalming process to mask the scent of rotting flesh or it could be used for anointing and there was a special process required to extract the resin from the tree before it could be made into balm and this is when the light came on up here and I really had an understanding of this balm and how it related to us as Christians and how it related to Jesus Christ. The Hebrew word for bomb, you don't need to know it, but what it means is to crack or leak under pressure. That word that was translated bomb from the Hebrew language means to crack or leak as under pressure. So the healing resin either had to be forced from the stems and the leaves of the tree by piercing them and crushing them and putting them under great pressure because it was so valuable they didn't want to leave any left behind, so they would put it under great pressures, just right. like, you know, making olive oil or, yes. or wine or something. They put that, them olives under pressure and they would squeeze them until all the oil come out of them. And that's how they did these uh, branches and, and roots and leaves from this balsam tree. The resin would be squeezed and released from the tree through the open cuts or the wounds That they inflicted on the tree by piercing it so what does the ancient bomb of Gilead in the old testament have to do with us why is it so important mainly because it is a type and shadow of Jesus Christ just like everything else in the old testament it's a powerful symbol of his power in the life of a believer amen And I don't know if you realize or not but we have an enemy that came to steal kill and destroy but we also have a savior that came to give us life and that more abundantly yes and they're both hard at work but as christians we also have a covenant that sets us free from from the enemy and because of that covenant the devil knows even better than most christians That he has no power over those who belong to God. We have to know that. We have to believe that. That the authority of the believer is greater than the authority of the enemy. Yes.
0: Yes. The one that's living
1: in us is greater than the one that's living in the world. That's right. We have to believe that. We have to know that.
0: Yes.
1: So this is made possible because the bomb of Gilead, the great physician, because that's another thing that was translated from that word is bomb and physician and Jesus Christ was pierced like the balsam tree in the same way that the leaves of that tree were pierced through that was pierced through to extract the resin that would heal God's people both spiritually and physically emotionally and soullessly it was crushed and pressured that we might benefit from that tree's wounds and in the old testament the children of Israel received healing and new life through the balsam tree by piercing it, cutting it, crushing it, beating it on a rock and putting tremendous power on it. And I want to read you Isaiah 53, 3 through 6 in the New Living Translation. He, Jesus, was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows, acquainted with deepest grief. And we're not talking about him being despised and rejected by the world. He was despised and rejected by his people. We turned our backs on him and looked the other way. That's happening all over the world today, especially in this country. People are turning their backs on him and looking the other way. But I'm going to tell you, that doesn't change one thing. And I know this world is going through hell right now. Our country is going through hell right now. And we can complain about it and witch about it and do everything else we want to about it. But some of these things are preordained, prophesied. They're in the prophetic clock. They're in the scriptures. They've been predicted. We're living in Daniel 7 and Revelation chapter 13 right now. Some of these things we can't do anything about. But that doesn't change our job. It doesn't change our mission we're still to tell people about Jesus.
0: Yes. Amen.
1: And as long as you're focused on that, the, these things that are happening all around you won't even bother. No, they
0: won't. Ever That's since
1: right. my diagnosis, I haven't listened to any news. That's
0: right. Not even
1: the good news stations. I haven't even listened to Flashpoint or, Matthew, I need a better. I haven't listened to Flashpoint or anything else. And, and it's not because I don't believe in flashpoint and the good news agencies and that. It's that I don't want to be distracted. Amen. Amen. My mission is clear to me and I don't want to be distracted from it.
0: That's right.
1: And the same news you're hearing today you were hearing three years ago. Yep. The same problems we had three years ago we're having today.
0: Yes.
1: It doesn't change anything. Right. And it's like I told my wife if there is something important that I need to know about, somebody will tell me. Don't worry about
0: it.
1: <laughs> hallelujah. hallelujah. Is that better? Wait, well, I got to turn it on. Huh? Is that better? There we go. All right. Hallelujah. But anyway, he was despised and rejected. A man of sorrows, acquainted with deepest grief. We turned our backs on him and looked the other way. He was despised and we did not care. Yet it was our weaknesses he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins, but he was pierced for our rebellion. Crushed for our sins. He was beaten so that we could be made whole. He was whipped so that we could be healed. Sounds like the Process that the balsam tree had to go through to produce that healing balm. Yes. All of us, like sheep, have strayed away. How many? All. all. You too. Me too. We have left God's path to follow our own, yet the Lord laid on Him the sins of us all. Yes. Jesus died for us yes. as our substitute in our place. Not for anything that he ever did, but for what we did. Yes. And while we were out doing our thing in a spiritually dead condition, I might add, needing to be saved and healed, God was piercing, crushing, beating, bruising, and whipping his own son and pressuring him so that deliverance and healing power would come out of him yes. for us. He was under so much pressure in the Garden of Gethsemane. The Bible says that he sweat as it was great drops of blood. Let me tell you something. You don't know what stress is until you sweat great drops of blood. That's how much stress he was under. That's how much pressure he was under facing the cross and facing that whipping post. The Old Testament saints received spiritual renewal and physical healing of their bodies and souls through the balsam tree. We receive spiritual renewal, the new birth, new life, and physical healing of the body, soul, and mind, which includes the emotions and the will and and everything else that's in the soul. And we received it through the tree that Jesus died on. Two trees. The ultimate physician who is anointed and sent to bind our wounds and heal our broken hearts and restore us. We may attempt to turn to temporary solutions and we do temporary bombs but ultimately we need Jesus Christ the true bomb of Gilead to heal our souls yes. and why should we care about an ancient bomb that can heal skin abrasions it matters like I said for a number of reasons we we should care about the bomb of Gilead because it teaches us that temporary solutions or bombs that Israel turned to and Egypt turned to failed. So you have Israel and you have Egypt. You have uh, the Jews and the Gentiles. You have God's children and the children of the world. God was concerned about both of them. Yes. And in particular when they looked for Egyptian aid during the siege of the Babylonians and the Assyrians which was their punishment for their rebellion and disobedience Egypt perished with them. exactly. They both succumbed to the enemy. And they were both led into captivity and defeated. So God is showing them that you can't rely on foreign powers to combat the years of sinfulness. The once and great powerful Egypt succumbed to the enemy right along with Israel. Our country is in a crisis right now i got to be careful how I word this or we'll be taken off of social media. But our country is in a crisis right now. God wanted Israel to remain sovereign from the rest of the world. Israel, I want you to be sovereign. I want you to serve me. I'm your leader. Don't give your sovereignty to any other foreign nation or entity. Yes. We're about to do that in this country. And we've got to pray like never before. That can't happen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We must maintain sovereignty. Yes. Yes. Everybody flocks to the United States for a reason. Yes. They don't flock to other countries. They're not running towards South America or Mexico. They're running north yes. to the United States. And that's for a reason. This is the only truly free nation yes. in the world. Now there's democratic nations, there's other so-called free nations, but up until the last couple of years, this is the oasis of freedom, this country right Amen. here. Amen. And we got to keep that, Amen. Amen. at all costs, we got to keep that, yes. Amen. but in the same way, we shouldn't trust in these temporary bounds and these temporary solutions. It's this way under one party, it's that way under another party, and that's because we've all lost our focus on who should be the real leader of this country, the one who started this country and the one who will fight for this country. Amen. And the things that we put before Jesus Christ are used as a substitute for our relationship are temporary. And yet we apply them to festering spiritual and emotional wounds and turn from the only true remedy and that's jesus christ the only true healing physician he said if you will hearken unto to my words and keep my commandments he said and uh, obey all my statutes he says i will be the lord that healeth thee." <laughs> yes. so if we don't keep his commandments if we don't give ear to his commandments If we don't keep all his statutes, is he still the Lord that healeth us? He wants to be. He wants to be. But it's conditional. We have to honor his word. We have to honor his commandments. We have to keep his statutes. This is not just a free ride to heaven. He expects something from from us. And that's to tell others the same way we were told about Jesus.
0: you can call this
1: a healing message you can call it an evangelistic message you can call it a message to get out and witness you can call it whatever you want but don't walk away from here today the same way that you came
0: amen
1: the true bomb of gilead is in this room right now
0: yes
1: and i know he's here because he said he would be here yes Like like i said in the opening prayer before we went on the air uh where two or three are gathered in his name there he is Not in the the back, not in the front, but in In the midst.
0: midst. Yes.
1: When he walked up and down the golden candlesticks, he walked up and down the midst of them. He wants to be in the midst of his people.
0: Yes. He don't
1: want to be a sideline attraction. That's right. Amen. He wants to be the center of our life. The the center of our focus. The center of our attention.
0: Yes.
1: And he should be. Amen. After what he gave. The things he's done for us, he should be. Yes. Yes. Not all those things that you think are important.
0: That's right. Amen? Amen.
1: Let's stand to our feet. I want for everybody in there that has a need, I don't care if it's a physical sickness or disease, a physical disability, a physical Mm -hmm. affliction. I don't care if it's a spiritual wound, I don't care if it's an emotional wound. I don't care if it's a broken heart. He's come to take care of every condition. He come to heal our spiritual condition and he did. He gave us a new birth and he also come to heal our emotional scars, our emotional illnesses, our broken hearts, our disappointments from children or parents or brothers or sisters or family or anything else. We all have something. I want you to lift your hands thank to you. God right now.
0: Thank you, Lord.
1: Because the healing bomb of Gilead thank is going to go you, through Lord. this room.
0: Thank you, If Lord. it's an addiction, Hallelujah. He
1: heals addictions.
0: Thank you, Lord. Amen. Yes.
1: He can heal Lord, anything.
0: You, Father. Your
1: problem is not too big for yes. him.
0: Hallelujah. He's in this room right
1: now to heal. Thank
0: you, Lord. Reach
1: up with the hand Lord of faith and you, receive Lord. the balm of Gilead.
0: Father we thank
1: you and we praise you. We know that it is your desire to heal your people in every way, shape and form. You You want us healed spiritually, physically, emotionally. You want our broken hearts healed. You want every scar healed. Every hurt that we've ever experienced healed. and Lord, we place this in your hands right now, Thank you, in Jesus' name. Yes. And we ask that the balm of Gilead be yes, poured over us, Lord. smeared over us right now. You, and God, even to the point where we yes. can smell the aroma you, of Jesus in this yes, room. Glory.
0: God, he's not only present Thank here because you, he said he'd
1: be, we want him to manifest you, his presence in this place.
0: We want to see a
1: manifestation of Absolutely. deliverance. We want to see a manifestation of healing. Yes, and God, even with Thank
0: people you, that Lord. have
1: struggled with things, yes. God, let them struggle no more Lord. when they leave this yes. place. Even Lord. those that have bad memories and hurtful yes. things, and you, even those that have went through uh, tremendous Thank loss you, and suffering, yes. God, heal them right Thank now you, in the name of Jesus.
0: Yes, Lord.
1: God, we put it in your hands. We trust you.
0: Glory to you, Lord. We
1: trust you. Glory. And we thank you, Father, for the manifestation of the Holy Ghost, the most powerful force in the universe. Yes. Thank you, Lord. The most
0: powerful force in the universe.
1: God, save your people.
0: Thank you, Lord.
1: Heal your people.
0: Yes, yes, Lord. Touch
1: your people. Thank Thank you. Let them feel your Hallelujah. love for them today.
0: Glory. Let them feel something thank special.
1: You, it's not
0: thank you, because of
1: anything I said. It's not because of me. Glory it's you, because of your presence Glory in this world.
0: Glory. Move upon Glory. your people and touch Glory. them right Glory. now.
1: In the, you, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah.
0: Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Hallelujah. Lord. Let's just raise your hands and Hallelujah. thank them. Thank Thank them and believe it's done right now in the name of Jesus. I call it done in the name of Jesus. I declare and decree every stinking disease of the devil is gone in Jesus' name. Every hurt, every broken heart is healed in Jesus' name. They will not hold brothers, they will not look back on these painful things. But God, they'll release them and forgive and let them go right now in the name of Jesus. They will walk out of here the way that you intended your people to be. Hallelujah. Yes, Free from all the, yes, the works of the enemy. Hallelujah. Yes. Thank, Thank you, Lord. Praise you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Jesus name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
0: This concludes this message. Thank you for listening. We pray that it's been a blessing to you. For more information about FFC or its ministries, please contact the church office. God bless you, and remember Jesus is Lord.